Leviticus 15 podcast, where you'll receive Bible study tools and tips in just 15 minutes. Hey there, welcome back to the Focus 15 podcast. I'm your co-host Katie Orr, here with the Chris Orr. Dr. Chris Orr. Yep. Today we are talking about commentaries, specifically which type of commentary should I use? So if you use the Focus 15 method and if you've done any of our studies, you know that we encourage you... Uh, to get out of the habit of reading a verse and going straight to the study notes or straight to a commentary or straight to somebody tell me what this means because we want you to learn how to study on your own because we believe that you can, that you can read God's word, apply a couple study tools, and then understand what it means 90% of the time. Do your own homework. Do your own homework. Uh, But we always want you, and that's the last day, our Focus 15 method, you look at a passage over five different ways, if you want to do that over five days. And on that last day, that's when we say, okay, go check what you came up with, with the commentaries, with the super duper smart people that know what they're talking about. Okay. Usually. Usually. So we'll get into that. In a minute. Yeah. So um, it's, we do need to use commentaries, but we like for you to wait and try use that muscle of Bible study. And then it's really fun when you do that. Then you go to the commentaries and you check it out and you're like, yay, I came up with the same conclusion as the really smart people. I did it. Yay. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about commentaries. Um, which type of commentary should we be using? All right. So the reason we thought this would be a good question to ask is because if you ever have tried to shop for a commentary, whether it's online or in a physical store, You'll be overwhelmed by just the the choices, and uh, and so we thought it'd be good to to kind of go through this. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I would encourage anybody to do when it comes to commentaries is match the commentary with your skill level. And so if you think about it as a spectrum, there are going to be some commentaries that are going to be very technical, and it's going to have a lot of original language, a lot of grammar. Uh, you know, insights based on the grammar and uh, the grammar rules from the original language. There's going to be a lot of them that even have the original language in the in the book. Like they'll see just a passage of Greek or Hebrew uh, in the book, and so those are going to be more technical. And uh, on the other side of the spectrum, you have books that will be more um, not devotional, but just kind of more for the everyday person. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of depends on your own skill level. So if you have background with the um, original languages, if you're comfortable with uh, and, and you've done a lot of work in the grammar rules uh, of Scripture, maybe a more technical uh, commentary would be useful to you. But if you're not familiar with those things, then I would say don't waste your money on a on a commentary that's gonna be way too over your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we start out with the idea that most of us just don't have, you know, just thousands and thousands of dollars to pour <clears throat> into our libraries. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be uh, practical and we have to be strategic with how, how we spend our money. Mm-hmm. And so the main thing I would say is match your skill level to the commentary that you're reading uh, because a commentary is no good if you can't understand it. Yeah. And it's just like any other book, any other movie, any other. I mean, it, it's so important. We try to teach our kids this too, that 
Everything out there that we consume, whether it's a TV show, a book, or whatever, it has been put out there by a company, a publishing house, whatever, for a reason. And they have a target audience always. So Mm -hmm. that's true with commentaries, too. There's commentaries that have been put out that are... They're thinking about the pastor. They're thinking, they, the assumption is yeah. you have been through at least four years of seminary. You know, you have at least a master's of divinity or something, and you understand a certain, there's just this, there's going to be a lot of assumptions made. So if you are one, not a pastor in view of preaching and you haven't had that education, then the commentary is just going to, and I've done that. I've picked them up and I'm like, I don't know what this is saying. This is so over my head. So you want to look for ones that are, uh, you know, written for the everyday person. But so how, how do we know that? How would we know that? So I think the best way to figure that out is to just go read a portion of it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in a physical store and you can pick up a copy and you can start reading and it makes sense to you, you can read a, pa- a paragraph mm-hmm. and it's not way over your head, uh, then that might be a good one to, to, to get. Um, also, if you're not in a physical store and you're able to see it online, you're able to see like a preview or a portion of it, mm-hmm. you know, go and read a little bit of it. And if you have to read it two or three times, the, the, <laughs> read the paragraph two or three times, and you still don't have any idea what it's saying, probably not going to be a good mm-hmm. investment for you. Uh, in the future, because just like Katie said, there are going to be some that are that are geared towards toward pastors, but there are some that are even they shoot even higher than that because their target audience is not necessarily pastors. It would be like other scholars who also have PhDs in that area, mm-hmm. um, and, and they are trying to create like the you know the one masterpiece uh, from a scholarly perspective uh, that all the other um, scholars would point to, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, the, the biggest way to tell the difference would be just read it and see how, see how you like it. See, yeah. see how it's. I love uh, that tip because I think I would tend to be like, give you guys the advice of look out for these type of words. Like if you see exposition or you see technical or, you know, these big words, then it's probably not going to be something that's going to be easy to read. But one exception I found, found is the, um, exalting Jesus in blank series. And I know that's not the, I think it's called the expositional. I don't know. It's put out, uh, by B and H and it's a new rare, rare, uh, relatively, relatively new. Yeah. We'll put it in the commentary, but in the show notes, but I really like that one because it's easy to read, even though it's written for pastors. So I think that's a great tip. Just pick it up, read it, get on Amazon to do the peek inside and read it and see if you can understand it. So, yeah, great tip. All right. So what else? What else do we need to be thinking about when we're selecting a commentary? So I think equally as important as matching your skill level is to check out the author or the authors Mm -hmm. of that particular commentary, because not all are going to be equal. So there are going to be some that uh, that are perfectly fine. And uh, and if it skill level matches and and the author is uh, somebody who is uh, in keeping with with your um, with your theological background, then this can be fine. But if you were to if you were to mention that um, that particular author to your pastor and your and your pastor's like, <laughs> yeah, um, like that would be a good thing to check out. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember um, when the uh, the biggest thing I got nailed on uh, when I was defending my doctoral project was a particular 
commentary author that I used, and apparently he had something going on in his life that was so bad, I think it was plagiarism, mm. that they, they pulled all of his books off the shelves. Um, they don't sell them anymore. Uh, his publisher like cut ties with him and everything. I didn't know that. How in the mm. world was I supposed to know that, that I wasn't keeping up with this guy or anything? Um, and so uh, so there will be people who, who do know these things mm-hmm. and uh, just doing a little bit of background research on the author or the authors of the commentary will will help you out a lot because even in like the, the introductory paragraph of like an about the author section will tell you a lot about what mm-hmm. what you need to know. Like where did they go to school? Um, what types of, of churches are they in are they involved with? And if it's a if it's a school that you say, I don't know that I really feel comfortable with that, then it's probably mm-hmm. not going to be a work that you that you would uh, really find helpful or enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But another way that I would say to kind of check the author out is that each one of us have theological like hot spots that were like no like this is where we stand on that on that issue Mm -hmm. so if that's one of your hot if you have these hot spots chances are you know where in the bible uh would point to those hot spots and so go and find so let's say you're you know you're looking in matthew and you know you have this one hot spot um in chapter 24 well go and look up uh, what that particular commentary has to say about that issue and see if it's something that would, would be a violation of, of your own convictions. And if you say, wow, this is really off the wall on this issue, then chances are you're probably going to find other areas where you would, would find mm-hmm. major disagreements with that author. So all that to say, check out the author. Not all authors are the same. And even though some of these guys and have been studying for, for their whole careers doesn't mean that they're going to come to the right conclusion in all circumstances. And so, uh, so commentaries definitely can be helpful, but make sure it matches your skill level and make mm-hmm. sure it's an author that you uh, would trust. Yeah. And I think that, Easiest way, if you want, like, okay, bottom line, give me a quick way to figure this out because I don't have time to go, you know, figuring out their life story. Go to your pastor. Go to your mm-hmm. Bible study leader. Go to a a leader in your church that you trust that you know studies the Bible and say, hey, I'm looking for a good commentary on blank um, and see if they have any suggestions. One website that's really helpful is bestcommentaries.com. And they have a lit, I mean, it is very detailed, very helpful, and you'll be able to see if it's more technical or uh, more geared for the pastor or not. And you'll get reviews from other people too. And so, yeah, look at where they went to school. So if you have a Presbyterian background and they went to a Pres, do they, are there Presbyterian schools? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Presbyterian schools and, you know, all, it, well, that was the stupidest question ever. I know that there's Presbyterian schools. I have credits at one of them. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah. Then, then you kind of can know maybe that, that, that is going to be a good thing. If you're a Baptist and they go to Baptist schools, then that's going to be, you, you know, you can kind of assume that there's going to be some common, uh, theological, um, beliefs. So, all right. What else do we need to talk about? Well, why don't we go into some tips? Because you shop for commentaries, I've shopped for commentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both successfully bought commentaries, mm-hmm. yeah. so it wasn't just the shopping; it was the buying, and purchasing <laughs> too. Um, so, what would be some what would be some tips that uh, that people should have when they when it's time to to go looking? Free stuff is always good. 
So I do think it's important for us to invest into our spiritual life. So I don't think we should shy away from buying a good commentary. Mm-hmm. But, and I would say that when I do that, it's usually when I want to dive into one book in a deep way. You know, I want to really understand, I want to own this book, you know, then that's usually when I will uh, go ahead and put up the money for it. But if it's just, I'm, I'm reading through something, and I'm like, I don't I, this, you know, I don't understand what this verse means and I need to look into it. I will usually go to a free site like preceptawesome.com. It's, I mean, it is like ca- another one of those greatly, great organized cataloged site. And it'll have free commentaries from the 1800s that probably were written for the everyday man, but still might be a little hard to read because of just the Time difference. The time difference. Yeah, the, the they'll use words that maybe we don't use. But but you could, you know, Matthew Henry is another one that's very widely used and e- pretty e- easy to understand and free. And so um, go to Precept Austin. You will get more information than you ever need to know. But as you continue to use it, you'll probably find some authors and some specific tools there that you find are helpful. Another thing is to kind of think out of the box of commentaries. There are lots of tools out there that may not be labeled commentary that can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. One would be sermons. Um, go listen, see if Chris, go to grandislandbaptist.com and see if Chris has taught on those things or pioneerbaptist.com before that. Um, it no? would be pioneerbaptistchurch.us. Dot .us, well, whatever. Nobody's going to do Google that. Google Chris Orr or whatever. Google your uh, your favorite preacher uh, and and see what they have. Um, I know Matt Chandler, the Village Church has a great library, and and uh, David Platt, uh, DesiringGod.org. You know, go to those places and listen to a sermon on that topic or on that passage that you're just not sure about. That's commentary, you know, like that's helpful. And then the other thing would be to look for books that wouldn't necessarily be labeled a commentary, but are basically a book through the Bible. So my good friend Stacy Thacker has just come out with a with a new series of, of books called Girlfriend's Guide to the Bible. And she's not a scholar. I'm not a scholar, but we both love the Lord. We, we study hard and she knows what she's talking about. And if she doesn't know what she's talking about, then she's going to look up those comments. So in some ways, it's kind of like she's distilled it down for you, and she has one out on Hebrews and one that's coming out on Ephesians. So that's an example of a book that wouldn't be labeled a commentary, but you're definitely going to understand the big themes of the of that book through those um through those books. When I was studying Psalms, there was uh, a little book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and it's this teeny little book. There's also one on C.S. Lewis, and I think I just Googled books on the Psalms, and I looked for names that I could trust, and I ordered several books and read them, and they were super, super helpful. Yeah. What about you? What are some tips? All right. So I, my top tip for any time we're thinking about commentaries, especially commentaries for just the average person, um, would be that you, the best bang for your buck that you'll ever get is going to be a study Bible because it's going to be usually about the cost of one commentary, but the study Bible is obviously going to have notes through the whole Bible. The downfall of a study Bible is that it's not going to answer every question you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even going to deal with every question you have, whereas at least in a commentary, they're going to attempt to at least deal with all of the the particular um, exegetical questions that are going to come up within a, within a given passage that you're studying. Um, but as far as bang for your buck, there's nothing better than a good study Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the second 
tip that I would that I try to tell people and that, that this has been passed on to me as well is if at all possible, don't ever buy a commentary set. Now, it if you're like overwhelmed and you're just like, I'm just gonna buy a you know a whole set. Well, mm-hmm. it's gonna cost you several hundred dollars, maybe even thousand dollars or, or more to buy the whole set. And in that in that set, not everyone's going to be as good. And mm-hmm. so for your dollar, you might be able to find another commentary in a different set or that's a standalone that, that's better than what you're getting in the set. And so not only is it um, is it usually better to 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 kind of piecemeal a, a list uh, of commentaries together or a library together. Um, because you're going to get better quality. It's also going to be cheaper to do that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have personally, I don't have any sets, uh, unless it was included in like some, a package of something else that I was buying. Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, I got some Bible software and it came with the new American commentary, which is a good commentary. Um, and so I've got all the new American commentaries mm-hmm. because of that. But if I had to go out and buy, those things individually, I probably wouldn't have bought the whole set uh, for that very purpose. So don't feel like you have to go buy a whole set. In fact, most people will tell you uh, not to buy a set uh, unless you get just an absolute steal on it. You know, if you're mm-hmm. at a bookstore and they're like going out of business and they're going to give you the whole thing uh, like 90% off, then yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, don't, don't buy it. Don't feel like you have to buy a set because really you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have a great tip from a listener, Bonnie, to say, use a church library. Your church might have a library or even your city library or your local, you know, county library may have that as well. And bestcommentary.com actually has a link on there. If you find a commentary that you like, you can get a link to Amazon, a link to all these different places that you can buy it. But there's also a link where you can go find it at a library, which yeah. is super cool. So. Shout out to all the church librarians out there. Yes, so. we're so thankful for church librarians. All right. I think that's <laughs> is that it? about it. All right. All well, that's left is to write the show notes, which is going to be quite a bit today because yes. we've, we've name dropped quite a few products. Yes. So uh, watch or listen to it. You know, we have Facebook watchers. We have uh What's it called? I might, I might, my brain is so scrambled today. Uh, iTunes listeners, or you know, if you're listening from your phone, go to the blog, katieor.me backslash pod, P O D, short for podcast. That will bring you to, you know, the catalog of all of our different podcasts. And if you click on the podcast that you've been listening to, we have links there for you. And sometimes we, ha- I, I end up throwing links in the blog post that we didn't drop in the podcast. So uh, check out the blog and um, we hope that it's helpful for you guys. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you've enjoyed these tips, share it with a friend to learn more about Chris and Katie and the focused 15 ministry, go to focused 15.com. Have a great week.